Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the city of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co-host is Megan Pardue, Communications Coordinator. So what's going on in your life, Megan? Busy, busy. We're working on a bunch of budget prep, and we have a bunch of other events going on. So my desk is full. And on a personal level, you finished your first semester of grad school. Yes, I did. You're so glowing. I actually have free time now. It's wow. amazing. Yeah. So, so what are you studying? Public administration. So and basically why? government. Why? Why, Megan? Why? Because I am a passionate public servant. Did you know that when you started here as an intern? No, I didn't. Yeah. And honestly, this wasn't my first choice as an internship. I know. She almost turned me down. Yeah. Once I got into this job and I started seeing what it was all about, uh, I definitely had a passion grow, and I'm really glad I did. Yeah. So. I think you're a natural fit. So you said you've been doing a lot for budgets. So who is our guest today? Today's guest is Finance Director Christy Cluck, and we are actually going to talk about the annual audit and why it's important. So uh, before we get started, here's some basic facts about the finance department. They take care of accounting, accounts payable, accounts receivable, purchasing, treasury management, financial planning, and another important thing to note is that for more than three decades, the Government Finance Officers Association has awarded the Finance Department the Certificate of Achievement for Excellence in Financial Reporting for our comprehensive annual financial report. That is a mouthful. Because we just call it the CAFR. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this is actually one of the highest standards for preparation of state and local government budgets. Yay, that sounds really impressive, and it, it really is, so we're really proud of the Finance Department for that. So welcome to FYI Stillwater, Christy. This is your first time here, right? It is. All right. Glad to be here. Okay, well, what we usually do here is we start off with a lightning round, and we're going to ask you some random but revealing questions. What was your first car? My first car was a blue S10 lowrider with dark tinted windows, probably not something that anybody that knows me today would probably see me driving around, but had some 10 inch subwoofers in there and really enjoyed um, turning that up. So did you pick that for yourself or was that your dad picked you something he really liked and it, it just suited you? My, my dad did play a part in that, but I was on board with it. He was on board I with was. it. I was. Awesome. <laughs> I bet you looked really cool. Yeah, I and would definitely be doing the driving on dates. Yeah. I'd yeah. want to show that off. And so all of your friends wanted you to drive to lunch and that yeah. sort of thing. And I was one of the first that got my license. Uh-huh. See, I, I would not have picked you as kind of a muscle car, um, sexy truck. Not many people would peg me as such. You are an accountant yes. with uh, your CPA, so yes. you're very steady now, right? Yes. This is your crazy youth? Yes. Um, All right. All right. So what is your current phone background? That is my little dog. His name's Cooper. He's a little long-haired chihuahua. He's about a year and a half old. Aw, cute. Just a sweet little thing. So you're kind of almost an empty nester and you needed another baby? Yes. I have convinced myself that's exactly what I was doing here Um, because this is actually my first ever inside dog. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. So this was kind of big. I've always been a cat person. Subconsciously, I think it's because I knew that I was approaching the empty nest years. Mm. Um, Got one kid out of the house and one that just turned 16, so... Needed a, baby needed, take, needed, yeah. needed a baby to take care of. Betty lives like a king. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. My baby is 15. I'm kind of looking forward to the empty nest 
because I don't really want to take care of anything. I don't want to feed or bathe or clean, so I don't know that I'll go and that route. that's what I thought until it started getting real. <laughs> so you just love it? I do. I do. Uh, that's awesome. He's a good fit for us. Yeah. I awesome. have three cats myself, so I'm terrified for that phase of my life because I will end up being the neighborhood cat lady. The cat lady? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I uh, kind of already am, but, but my no, house is referred to as the ASPCA by my uh, family. Yeah. So, uh, so do you think you'll add dogs? Oh, or, for sure. Yeah. I definitely want to, but I need to let my cats get a little older first. And you need a bigger yard. Yes, I do. Yeah. I need a fenced-in yard. Right now I'm renting, so. Well, let's go ahead and get started on our uh, topic of the day. So you're the finance director, yes. which means you take care of all of the monies, and so which is really a lot of what the city does. So the taxes coming in, the fees, I guess you estimate how much money's coming in, and then allocate it according to what council wants. Yes. And is everything paid? So through the budget process, we do estimates, we prepare estimates so we can kind of estimate how much how much revenue we'll have during the year so that we can determine then uh, how much we can spend. And that's what we take to the council for approval in the form of the budget. So the budget serves as our financial planning tool. And then on the back side of that, we prepare an annual financial report each year to provide accountability. So that's our accountability tool. And no, that's, that's the audit? The annual financial report is audited. So you said there's kind of like two halves to the budget. There's the money coming in and then then the expenditures. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So what's the cycle? How do we go through the, the cycle? Because it's a year-long process that really never ends. Yeah, it's really a continuous process. So starting in January, we start putting the budget together. So that's when we are developing our revenue projections. We are getting input from our department heads on what their needs are for the coming year. And we're asking them to, to pull all that information together and submit it to finance. So during January, February, and March is really the time that we're pulling all the information together in a form that we can then present to the council for their input and eventual adoption. And then what happens after the adoption? So budget is adopted. We load that. The fiscal year starts. Our departments are left to carry out the plan that the council has blessed and put into place in the form of the budget. So this means that money is set aside for specific projects or to buy equipment or I guess even to hire staff. That's correct. Yeah, really all the needs of the department. We try as best as we can to meet those needs, and that does include staffing and equipment to get the daily job done. So it's a lot of dollars moving around. It is. So my question is, what exactly is an audit, and what does that mean for the city? Why would the average person care about an audit? So an audit, that term is often used to mean a couple of different things. So I want to just kind of clarify, because sometimes we hear that term used, and it's referring to our annual financial report, that comprehensive annual financial report. The actual physical document. The physical document. And so that's not actually the audit, but that is what is being audited when we have our auditors come in-house and perform the audit. So that gets submitted every year, and there's a significance to the information in that document. Can you tell us what that is? Yes. So we prepare the comprehensive annual financial report each year. We're actually required to do so. It's required to comply with city charter, with bond indentures, and with grant agreements. That really serves as a way for us to really be accountable to our stakeholders. So our stakeholders being our citizens, our governing body, our bondholders, Mm -hmm. and our granting agencies showing that we are good stewards of the funds that are entrusted to us. So what it's showing is where the money was actually spent and how it was allocated. So it's the end of the year report. Yes. It's often seen as kind of the conclusion to the budget because when we develop the budget, we are planning for the coming year. When When we prepare the comprehensive annual financial report or the CAFR, 
then we are showing accountability for how those dollars were spent. And, and a lot of times it's referred to as, as the audit. So I understand in accountants' terms that's not always maybe a misuse of the word. Yes. Well, city staff prepares the financial report. We are required, again, legally, to have an independent audit firm come in and perform an audit. So they are doing an audit of the financial statements that we are compiling to gain reasonable assurance that there are no material misrepresentations in that document. Along the way, in that audit process, they are also doing a series of tests of internal controls to make sure that we have enough mitigating controls so that we are able to safeguard the assets that are entrusted to us and not allow for any misstatements or misuse. So whenever we say that you've been recognized for excellence, what that means is that you always turn in the right data in the report. Whenever they study it, they say, oh, you did a good job. Yes. We are meeting all of our criteria um, to comply with generally accepted accounting principles, and we've put the document together well, and we've received an unmodified opinion by the auditors through their audit process, which is the best type of opinion that we can receive on that document. So it's basically a gold star. You it's guys a gold have star. done a good job. Yes. Another fun fact, we are tied with City of Tulsa for the most GFOA certificates received in the state of Oklahoma for a municipality. Wow. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And really the award program is the report's highly scrutinized through a whole panel of reviewers on that. Now, Megan, in her graduate work, you read the whole thing, the whole 125 pages. Yes, what did, I did you think? Um, I thought our CAFR was surprisingly easy to read once you actually dove into it. And so I think it is simple enough that the average citizen can take a look at it and get the gist of what's going on. And I really appreciated that. It was organized really well and done really well in general. And your uh, professor said nice things about it. Yes, my professor commented on how pretty it was and how things were very easy to find. So, And it, she's a professor from Montana, actually, so she's seen a lot of CAFRs from all around the nation. Let's jump back into the budget cycle. We've talked about the preparation, we got council approval, and we implement it, and then we get the feedback and, and do the audit. But during that entire year long, we also get feedback from the public. Yes. And it's really important because the citizen money, we'd like to know how they want it allocated. Absolutely. We are always looking for citizen input. You're right. It's, it's tax dollars, it's citizens' tax dollars that we are entrusted with. And so we need that input on what the priorities are in our citizens' eyes. By them saying for the last year or, or several, it's like every dollar that's available, can you put it into roads? So we hear that a lot as well. And there was actually some decisions that council asked finance to look at to reallocate them. Yes. So in fiscal year 2019, we did transfer a little over $8 million from surplus revenue of the Stillwater Utilities Authority over to the city's general fund to be used specifically for capital improvement projects, road projects, stormwater, master plan, um, some airport projects. Things that can help people move around. Absolutely. So the feedback really does end up working because we are listening and we want to do what the citizens want. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but there are a variety of ways that citizens can provide feedback. You know, one is obviously coming to council and or talking to counselors. We do pop-up city halls every so often so the, the residents can talk to uh, counselors kind of face-to-face. We did a flash vote last year on uh, finances and got a lot of comments. And it really was, if there's any way possible, move it into road 
projects. I mean, that was came across really clear. I think there was also a pretty strong amount of feedback that was saying we'd like to see some improvements for parks and recreation events. But uh, one way that you could actually do it from your couch and you don't have to talk to anybody is using our interactive budgeting tool called Balancing Act. Yes, Balancing Act is really cool. It's basically this online tool where you can go on, look at the previous fiscal year's budget, and tailor it to how you think it should be spent in the next fiscal year. Once you get in, you you might kind of be surprised because uh, you start realizing that it's a lot more complicated than just taking so much money from police and safety and then moving it to transportation. It's not that simple. Because there's mandates that you can't move all the money. Yeah, or if you want to raise sales tax, it's got to go to a vote of the people. Just all of these caveats, basically, to what you can and can't do with the budget. And I thought that was really eye-opening as a resident here. It really is because it's like, well, I would like to get the roads fixed. I'm willing to pay more taxes, so I think we should raise taxes like two more cents on a dollar. And you try to move it, and it says, oh, wait. Let's go to a vote of the people so you can't balance the budget that way. Yeah, so it's a great tool to, you know, ask someone, how would you balance it? Uh, If you go online to our civic engagement page at stillwater.org, you'll be able to find it there. So... What did we learn today, Megan? A lot about the budget. It's not terribly complicated. It's just there's a lot of pieces, and and it's so important. And the city staff really feel that they've got to be good stewards of the money. There's so many different aspects of the government that has a say in how the money is spent. Mm -hmm. A lot of moving parts. There's a lot of moving parts. So I think we should have you back, Christy, to continue this piece of education. I'd love to be back. All right. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Before we go, let's take a look at the mailbox. The city receives questions in a lot of ways, including email, social media, even phone calls. So today, uh, Nick on Facebook asked if the city would consider adding turn lanes because a lot of times the entire lanes of traffic gets held up. What do you think, Megan? That's a great question, Nick. So the city does consider adding turn lanes when streets are being reconstructed. For example, the intersection uh, 6th Avenue and Perkins Road received multiple turn lanes a few years back. And we actually have plans to widen North Perkins Road with similar upgrades by 2022. Awesome. I totally agree with them. Whenever the lanes get too far back, an extra turn lane seems like a good solution. Yes. But I think it's really up to the engineers and the design to figure out what the best solution is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go to question number two. Uh, Jessica on Facebook commented that her neighborhood streets were recently resurfaced, but she really didn't think they needed work. So what's going on there? Okay, so there actually is an explanation for that. Resurfacing our neighborhood streets is part of the pavement management program, which is meant to extend the life of good streets. Our goal is to repave streets while they're in good condition and keep them from needing to be turned around and reconstructed, which is actually a lot more expensive. Awesome. Is there a place where they can learn more about pavement management? Yeah, um, all of this, including the Perkins widening, is under the current projects tab on the website at stillwater.org. Excellent. Thank you so much. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to FYI Stillwater. And be sure to tune in for our next podcast. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org. And in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.